What's up, podcast? Today you get to hear episode one of Andrew Cordell's podcast, Famously Generous, with none other than Gary Vaynerchuk. The two men talked about wealth, empathy, and generosity, along with a bunch more. Enjoy and let us know what you thought on social by tweeting at Gary V and at Andrew underscore Cordell. For more info on the show, check out the episode description. Don't move. Gary V up next. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Ask a question. So, Gary, uh, obviously, the cool part is uh, my whole life has like kind of been uh, uh, copied and <laughs> right behind what you sort of do through the process. And uh, 2010, I think you just released Crush It. I read the book. I'm in on vacation. Read the book. I go out, do the podcast, follow your advice, like you do with Wine uh, Library TV there, and uh, uh, launch it and build the content. A couple of years later, get picked up. Do it for two, three years with nothing at all, no, no, no money, no feedback. Uh, get picked up by a huge company, launches my career, uh, but I pull, pull back. I stop doing the brand, but I spend the next two, three years teaching and training. So every week I train, and the topic is really about money and wealth and what it does and what it doesn't do, the good and bad of it. And uh, the biggest question is just trying to figure out as we talk to people is is what is the one piece of money? Uh, trying to have like an authentic conversation about it in the sense of. In these rooms, they'll sit there, they're 30, 40, 50 years old, and they've never had a conversation about money. Right? Yeah. It's like the three things we're told to never talk about, right? Religion, politics, and uh, money. And uh, normally by the times they're 40, 50, they've had conversations about religion or politics, whatever. Yep. They've never had that conversation about money. We don't talk about money or sex in America. Yeah, off limits. Can't do it. I don't. Yeah. So I'm part of that. Yeah. Yep. And it sort, of, it sort of drips down from generation to generation because once family has it and they learn certain words and certain key words yep. of why they can't have it, why they can't afford it, and it sort of goes from generation to generation through the process. So the whole point of this is how do we, how do we sort of break through that barrier and make money a okay topic to discuss? How Sounds do we great. make it legit where it's not, a ba- not taboo anymore in the policy? What's your thoughts, so, man? I think that's right. I think anything in the shadows is bad. Yeah. You know, I think we, I think... Money is one of those things. I couldn't agree with you more. Money and I always say money and sex is something America is just uncomfortable with sharing, uh, me me included. Um, but I think the concept's right, and more importantly, like just the education around money. Like I'm like the entire school system in America needs to be completely rebooted. Like yeah. like I don't understand how we. I love that we care about the arts and like everybody's like has to take an elective and like ceramics and all this, you know, like that's, and we do it with health, with gym and it's amazing. Like it's great. Um, I, you know, I ju- like not everyone's going to be a scientist, but we have to take science yet. Everybody's going to have a relationship with money when they're 22 years old or so 18, 16, depending on your life, 30.
for that opportunity of yeah. when that crash comes right there. But the the whole part of it is most people aren't ready for that crash, don't understand the game of money. It's because people buy dumb stuff. Yeah. The biggest problem with money is people buy things. Random shit. Random shit. That they don't need. The amount of people listening right now that have bought stuff in the last six months that makes no goddamn sense if the world melts tomorrow is the issue. It's worthless. You think a lot of it goes back to the social media side of what we live in? No, I think it was happening before social media. I think it's normal human behavior to be insecure and care what people think, and thus you buy clothes and cars and diamonds and houses to try to project something to show people you're successful. Yeah, Uh, almost like a facade that people wear. Uh, just through the keeping process. up with the Joneses. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. Whole mentality, right? Very, very. I talk about in class always. You got contributors, uh, and you got sort of creators, sort of middle class America. I call contributors wealthy. We call uh, creators to the process. One's always contributing to the process, and but one's always creating on the other side. And it seems like wealthy people are constantly creating uh, money and preparing for that. They always, I always say they people, anticipate. You know, it's funny. Wealthy. I always think I always break that into two buckets. Wealthy people that made their money. Yeah. Continue to create. Wealthy people that inherit their money, I think, are defenders. Yeah. Sit on it and protect it, protect it, protect it. They're afraid they're going to lose what they have. Or completely just like, just, you know, when you're handed $10 million as a 25-year-old from your trust, you're doing all sorts of dumb shit. Right. You're either wasting it, you're either, you're, you're not, you're not doing smart things with it. You're either a maker of money, someone who's not a maker of money, or an inheritor of money. Right. So, so you're saying there's three basic topics there. People that are wealthy are not necessarily creators because a lot of people that are wealthy weren't the people that created the wealth. Were the ones who actually created it. So you have those that create wealth, those that inherit wealth, and those that don't create wealth. So that's right. Three, three overall yeah. buckets. You're yeah, I think that's at. that. That's why I jumped in there. I think it's an yeah. interesting one because I think a lot about the ones that inherit. Yeah. Because I think they act more like the ones that don't create it. The contributor side of it. You know, and they I go think straight it's a, defense once they get it. It's all about defense. And I think people that look at people of wealth, look for, at those people versus the ones that create it too often, yeah. which gets you into games like of luck and it eliminates people understanding what it takes to create money. Yeah. Creating money comes in two forms. My dad, my father, probably sits on more liquid money than I do <laughs> and has never come close to making as much money as I did. Right. He just really doesn't buy anything. Right. Like he, I don't buy anything, he freaking really doesn't buy anything. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was just actually talking to the guy, I was just talking to Dustin before you, you, you got here. Uh, randomly, I didn't even know the context of this conversation. Somebody's been, a couple people have been jumping up on social and saying, you know what Gary, you keep saying that you didn't make any money until you were 34, but how did you have 50,000 bucks to invest in Facebook and Twitter? And I said, because I lived in a shithole in Springfield, New Jersey <laughs> and paid 1,100 bucks in rent and even though I made 63,000, yep. I didn't buy anything. Yep. So I was able to save $11,000 that year. Meanwhile, there's people that my company who make 100,000 a year who are living in a way too big of an apartment in Brooklyn, yep. who buy $4 coffee, who go to Coachella, who are wearing Supremes, and they make 100,000 a year and they saved negative 4,000 this year because they have a credit card. I didn't have a credit card. I did not have a credit card until I was 30 years old. I used my debit card. Anything that I was in my bank, I could spend. Anything I couldn't, I couldn't. Yep. Any classmen, there's people that make 30 grand, live paycheck by paycheck. And there's people in the same classroom, same city, same area, make 200 grand. Paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck, doesn't matter. And, and the person makes 30, says if they make 60, it'd solve all their problems. And the person that makes 120, says if they made 180, it'd solve all their problems. Buying dumb shit. Yeah. I'm dying to know what percentage of Americans own a home that 
they used all their liquid on to put a down payment that have maximized their expenses on their mortgage and lifestyle to maintain it and don't use 40% of it. Yeah. Do you know how cliche the picture I just painted is? You bought the most expensive house you could afford. Yep. Whatever the mortgage lender uh-huh. said you're approved for. Uh-huh. They said 400, you bought 400. Uh-huh. Right? Which Relevant that means, to your budget. Which that means you're pressured on hitting the mortgage because it was predicated yeah. on that. Right. And it's you're not using 60% of the home. Right. Since vacant. Uh, storage rooms. Uh, bedrooms become storage rooms, right? Uh, dining rooms are never entered dining into. Dining rooms. The yeah. fuck is a dining room in 2019? Right. Yeah. Who goes there? You like have a butler too? Like, what? like I mean, but I mean this. this I yeah. get passionate about this because if you bought a home with two less rooms, turn your third bedroom that you don't use for the kid you're gonna have in nine years as your dining room. Like, like don't have a dining. Like, like you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah. Or don't or use the dining room as a bedroom and buy a three bedroom instead of a four bedroom or two bedroom instead of three bedroom. I'm passionate about this. And do you think it all goes back, stems back from the process of just not understanding the game of money or the education behind it, never I, taught it? I think money is actually, and it's funny, I was thinking about, I thought your opening question is, all right, Gary, finish this sentence. Yeah. Money is, and it was, I played it in my yeah, head yeah. right before we started. And it was funny what happened. Literally my answer was, money is fine. Yeah. That's where my head went, it's fine. Like I understand the value. I hate when people watch or listen to me. Easy for you to say you have it. I'm like, you didn't know me in my 20s when I didn't. You didn't know me. You don't know me now. I I have a very funny relationship with money. I do not think I'm overly strategic. I have people around me that give me better advice than I take. Sure. It's like, I think money actually is an exposure of what's going on in your head. I think money like is re- a physical exposure. Like reveals what's really behind that. Right I, I think money and social media are very similar in that they expose who you are. Interesting. Almost like a character revealer. I think money is a character revealer. Yeah. I think if you're insecure and and you want, your, your older brother was successful mm-hmm. and you're insecure about that, that you're gonna do everything you can to amass money in the short term and expend and deploy it to create a perception. Yeah. You think that, you, you know. Uh, you agree with that, Jason? What? You don't react to a lot of stuff. Like, you just believe in it. <laughs> it's just very real. Like, I just, you know, like, nobody knows how. Like, I have no idea when I look at everybody here how much money they have saved, how much debt they're in, or anything about it. And that's what everybody is. But everybody can see, I can see Nate's wearing those Nikes. I can see the Patagonia hat on Jason's. Yeah. I see your, like, and that's why people use it. Because we don't talk about money. Like, you know, I famously talk about this one story, I think you were my admin at the time, where somebody was really razzing me on social, like, you're a bad guy, Gary. You talk about buying the Jets, but you never tweet about charity like everybody else. And I was in a weird ass mood. And I fucking hit up the guy and I met him at Starbucks on the Upper East Side <laughs> and I brought my tax return. Oh shit. And I showed him that I gave a ton to charity compared yeah. to my, and I go, what you're stupid about is my friends that you're putting on a pedestal in Silicon Valley, they talk about it yeah, yeah. on Twitter. And I know some of them don't do it. Right. I'm like, here's me, I'm sorry that I'm not comfortable promoting this. So like, I think that that's what I think about, those things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, God. I mean, there's that classic, like there was a really fun meme that was on Instagram a couple years ago where it showed Jay-Z as a kid 
and the big chains and all the jewelry and then Jay-Z today, plain black t-shirt and he goes, this guy had three million bucks, this guy has 500 million bucks. And I think there's a, there's a very interesting thing about that. Which is first of all, if you like fine things, like I don't want to demonize people that want to buy a nice watch when they like genuinely like it. Right. Like if you, ch- you many people know, I know nothing about a car. If my car broke down on the side of the road, I have to call 911. <laughs> like, like I'm not even AAA, I'm like 911, I really, that's how bad I am. Like, but like if you genuinely know a Maserati, right. you understand it, you wash it every Saturday, like a sunny day in the summer is like your dream if you live in the East Coast because you can't wait to drive it. If you're like, it's for you, that's amazing. The problem is 99% of, not 99, an enormous percentage of things people that buy is not for them. Yeah. It's for other people. You're trying to use it to get the girl. You're trying to use it to like show your dad that you're better than him. You're trying to do it to like one up your competitive sister. Your 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 new brother-in-law's a real dick and, and like is all about money and you're going to sh- like insecure, insecure, insecure. And so yeah, I've I've really gotten into a fascinating place in my mind about money and trying to get people to un- I'm asking them why. Why do they buy stuff? Because I think the biggest issue with money is not how much you make, it's how much you spend. Yeah. I really believe that. I think it goes back to because every, again, it goes back to every person that has 30,000, 40, 50, 80, 100 grand a year. It doesn't matter how much they make because they spend all of it. We, we grow with the process. If we make 50, we spend 50. We make 80. We, if we get approved for a loan for 200, we're going to get a loan for $200,000 for the house. It's irrelevant I'm, what we can I watched afford. my parents become well off on not making that much money. Yeah. Just not spending. You're right. I went on two family vacations my entire life. Yep. Two. Two. I don't know what to say. Like every t shirt I wore for the first. 15 years of my life was a liquor t-shirt that was free. <laughs> Being serious. That was like, free. Really, really, to really. Like, and we bought clothes. It was like Bradley's. Like, I lived it. I live. I watched it in yeah. my face. I lived it. So it seems like uh, just talking it outside, out loud. I right hear it's almost like we're getting this pro- process of money is revealing what's really behind that That's process right there. Money's That's re- a look, revealer. Look, there's a really listen. I think my parents took it to the extreme. Sure. Like, anybody who's listening, like, you need to enjoy your life. It's a very simple question. Do you have any money? Like, like, how about that question? For everybody's right, do you have any money? Like, in your bank account, is right. there money? Right now. Right now. Yeah. Do you have credit card bills and debt? Do you have money in your bank account? If you do not have money in your bank account, or you do, but your debt is greater than that. Which is zero, right. You have to change your lifestyle. Something's off. And it goes back to, I think it all goes back to just the understanding how that game of money is, is freaking played through the process and the lack of understanding. I think it's part of it goes into, even from the time that they're, I know you hit this topic a lot, but even from the time they're 18, 19, they go to college and it's the one time that they could go borrow with back loans or whatever, they can go borrow crazy amounts of money to go to a college to get a degree in philosophy. You know what I mean? I don't want to talk about this. It always <laughs> gets me in trouble. Like it's just, it's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating because you can't declare bankruptcy. No, it's, it's, it's like the one thing like that and like HOAs. It's, it's, it's the, the weird, biggest it's, racket. It's not weird, it's a racket. Yeah. I didn't Why can you it. declare bankruptcy from everything else but not college loans? Like yeah. let's ask basic questions. And that's why, but that's why they give it to all these 18 year old kids because they know they can't get rid of it. <laughs> these are very basic questions. It's not yeah. super complicated. I'd like to know. Could somebody answer it? It's because college's brand was created, I mean, it's just a racket. It's a fucking racket. Yeah, there's a new article that just came out. It said like kids from like uh, born in 81 to 96 are the generation has the biggest amount of debt uh, moving forward uh, because they were in that hyper phase of going to college with massive amounts of money. If you were born from 81 to like 96, it's an insane amount of debt. 
yeah. that those kids are in right now. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes me mad. Makes me sad. Like, it just makes me sad. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Just not understanding. And again, it goes back. Again, I keep saying because it, it all goes back to just not understanding what the process is, not understanding what that game, how to do it, and not never being taught, never being addressed. But isn't the teaching very basic? Like, I'm sure you. It's probably more complicated than I like it to. But I keep things basic. Like, sure. don't spend more than you have. Let's start with that. Yeah. Or but- make an investment that is practical. The reason I have a problem with college is your diploma when you come out now doesn't carry the weight it used to. Right, yeah. It does not carry the same weight. It's right not now. super complicated. Mm. Like it's, it's not, I have no problem with college, go to college. When you leave, your diploma from Florida State, from Arizona State, from you know mm. wherever, Michigan, it doesn't, it's not 1992. And it costs three times more. Three times more, four times more. Three times more, four times more, like it flipped. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like sports cards. Now they're about to be worth something again. They hadn't been for the last 20 years. It's just the market. I'm sorry that college's market flipped. Yep. I'm sorry that I, you know, everybody in the housing world got mad at me a year ago when I was like, listen, if you're an offensive entrepreneur, buying a house is bad, you're taking liquid off the table. Nobody knows that you own a house if you're worried about that. So use that money of your down payment to keep investing and staying on the offense in your 20s and 30s when it's a good idea to do that. Yeah. I don't know, like my relationship with money for people and myself is very simple, which is A, what do you need to be happy? Like one of the things, you know, I transitioned with my wealth creation where I do have certain things, like I don't need to have a house in the Hamptons. That's not inexpensive. Um, I also didn't want to end up being my parents where it was such an extreme, like am I enjoying my life? But in lieu to what I still make or what I'm worth or things of that nature, I don't live anywhere close to like, up to that threshold, so I'm just at a higher plane, but I'm still playing immigrant. Yeah. Whether you're making 50,000 and living 35,000, or you're making 13 million and living six million, like it's still the same game, and I just don't understand how people continue to spend more money than they have. And that, and the- I apologize, some kid hits me up the other day, Gary, you talk about working for free or 12 bucks an hour, how the fuck am I supposed to do that living in the Bay Area? <laughs> don't live in the Bay Area, dick. Yeah, move. Move. Rocket science, though. It's like they'll never go through that process. Uh, It's called entitlement. Yeah. Why? uh, Yeah. Again, you could. Again, it's just funny because I I teach all all around the nation, and it was in San Jose. Now they're they're making instead of making eighty grand, they're making three hundred grand. But this exact same boat they're sitting in from the guy in Kentucky making seventy five thousand dollars a year. It's exact same process. They can they get up and they talk about why well, make three hundred grand salary for this or that, right? But you understand you're a hundred percent maxed out on everything. You're and then I want to go into their house. Yeah. When somebody stands up and goes, I make three hundred thousand a year, but I'm broke and I'm sad and like help me. I want to be like I want to go in your house. Yeah. And when I walk in, the amount of dumb shit sitting in your basement and garage that you've used twice. And, why, and, and then when I get to your house, you have a landscaper? Yeah. What the fuck is the landscaper? You like that one? Right? <laughs> but I'm worried about, like, I mean, I, I, like, I can imagine already. I'm super sad, Gary. Come and audit. Okay, drive up Tuesday afternoon. There's a landscaper. I'm like, what the fuck is the landscaper? Yeah. You're upset. I'm broke. You're broke. What the fuck do you have a landscaper for? Cut yeah. your own lawn, asshole. Right. Right? You walk into the house, like, fucking, there's seven fucking plasm TVs in seven different rooms. Like, really? Random art, stuff everywhere. Like, you open the fridge, like, fuck this $80 fucking gourmet milk. 
or eight, you know, maybe not 80, Let's, you know, but like, where, why do you have a $39 bottle of champagne? Yeah. Like people are incapable of living to their means. And when I say means, I mean 20 to 40% below their income. That's the, that's the number that you would, I, I'm pulling off the top of your head you know, right now. Yeah, right. completely yeah, yeah, out of yeah, my just, ass. I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Just you probably know shit, better. Right? I, there's probably some national, like, inf- there's some probably good information. My answer? As much as possible. Like, dude, I made 34, 34, 42, 48, 75. That was the big conversation with my dad when I was 27. I was like, dad, yeah, you know, yeah. like, hey, like, could I, like, I'm forgetting. I feel like I should pay my <laughs> Business is doing 15 million now. You know, like, <laughs> come on. But, like, I made no money. But fuck, man, I spent none. But you had, you still had money, though. Even though you made none, you still had money. 30,000 saved. 30,000 saved. And, save, and when 70,000 saved. Went up every year. I didn't spend money. And when the opportunity came, that money created th- fucking more money. All these, uh, Gary, fuck you. If I was really making money, I'd be a trillionaire. I would have fucking put a million into Facebook and made yeah. fucking gadrillion. Yeah, yep. Fuck if I was making money. If I was making money, you think I would have fucking started this company in a fucking <laughs> conference room of buddy media? <laughs> People don't save money. Yeah, they spend it. They spend it. And all to, to impress, impress someone, other, other people. people. Yep. That's it. That's Leave it do. until the day I... And then they post on social media and show everybody else. But honestly, I, the reason I jump on that is not because yeah. I like social media. It's what we always did. Yeah. yeah. This, that just allows us to show it to more the, often. Your, more. your Thunderbird was for the neighborhood. <laughs> I, okay, fine. Now it's Instagram, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. it was all the same shit. Right. Do you know how many people used to overspend before their 10-year high school anniversary? Or, you know, reunion? Yeah. Like literally, people have sent me some gnarly stuff. Like I see patterns. Yeah, it's all about impressing somebody else. I got caught the market in '09. There were some great stories. Yeah, this one guy literally bought a new car and new house for his high school reunion, and the market collapsed <laughs> a month later. Like, like, yeah, it's crazy what money does, man. What opportunity it has, but then how little we know actually about it. How the majority of the people know very little about. And refuse to, as simple as it is, like the most basic, if I spend less than you make, I, isn't that some, it? somehow they just can't, they can't understand it. And then, of course, it grows, right? Money's always a, sort of a growing thing, and you get to the group that has more and more money, or the entrepreneur that did go out and crush it, using your terminology, right? Followed your advice. And uh, uh, do you ever see this? Maybe this would be the last question here. Do you ever see where um, someone hyper-focuses, uh, sometimes he's in class, where they hyper-focus on some random business, they own a print shop or whatever it is, they open up some whatever it is and they hyper-focus on that. But really to me, it seems like the reason they started this ABC company, landscape company, print shop, was really to be able to create some more money to, to, to go do what they want to go do, whatever that passion is, that the, the real driving force behind it. But it seems like they refuse to, again, it's like, well, it's like they refuse to talk about it, acknowledge it, go through it. They'll learn everything about ABC company, print shop, but nothing about the language of money or the game of money. At five, six, seven years later, they're, they're still in that same rat race, small uh, circle. Why do you think people buy things? Oh, I think it's true. I think they buy things to impress people, period. Yeah. That's it. This is why, listen, it. It. I'm, I hate the thought of being a motivational speaker. Yeah. I hate the idea of being theoretical and not practical. The last five years of my life have forced me into some of these theories and these higher level things because I'm giving people the advice. It's black and white advice. They don't have the mental infrastructure to be able to take it. You think, do you think they're looking for like a secret magic yes. magic thing? If I had the this or did this. The same reason diet pills work. Yeah, 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 sure, yep. Hey guys, 
Eat well, yeah. exercise every day. Eat less calories, burn more calories. <laughs> diet coach, Gary V. Diet coach, ready? I'm gonna be a financial and diet coach in two seconds, ready? Burn more calories than you consume. eat and consume. Spend less money than you make. Yeah. I've just solved 88% of every Instagram post in the world. Yeah, and put a lot of companies out of business that sell other stuff. Yeah. People prey on insecurity. Well played, well said. And I'm very, very much trying to create the opposite energy. Wow. People prey on insecurity. Are you a bad mom? <laughs> that late night commercial. So you're really yeah. in trouble. Shit, that's am me. I? Fuck yes. What? Yeah, I guess yeah, I am. You know. Now that you mention it. Uh huh. Wow. So people prey on the insecurity, and that's part of it. Interesting, bro. That's why the imagery is important, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they whatever subject you're talking about, like you're a guy. They show somebody with abs and the pretty girl and the house. Yeah, yeah. And you're like I want. Like it's just all this stuff. Yep. This is why I'm super proud of what I'm up to. There cool, is man. no flash. Like I'm posting pictures of me and little my little ponies, not cash. <laughs> you know, like, at a garage sale. Yeah. So like to me, it's important what I'm actually doing. That the garage sale stuff. There's a purpose there. Yeah. You're it's, showing that. I mean, that's the that's the grassroots of of anybody can go freaking do it. When I watch that and see that. Yeah. When people say I don't have any money, I literally go back to those episodes and say, it's then get your fucking way, brother, ass outside. It's, it's how it started. And go there. Five dollars. Because don't tell me you don't have five bucks. I mean, if you have five bucks, you didn't tell me that everybody on earth has an iPhone. Yeah. Every single <laughs> yeah. homeless person that yeah. I've given money oh, to. Yeah. In New York, when the they're everywhere. You know, everybody, oh, everywhere. everybody yeah. has an iPhone. Yeah. But they're also broke because it's a thousand bucks and then they charge it. And my thing about the market, one thing I love about garage selling and eBay is there's no man in the middle. Yeah. Nobody's not, not hiring you because you're a minority. It's all up to you. I love that. Yep. You know, that's why I love the market. You know, nobody's not, people, it's not biased people at talk all. about like, there's bias and they're so right. And mm. I hate that about yeah, the sure. world. But when you play with the market, there is nobody in the middle to be biased. Mm. eBay is not biased. Yeah. If you're trying to raise capital from a venture capitalist, there's bias. Yep, should be, could be. Might be by the way, you know who gets destroyed by those people? Me. I yeah. wasn't a good student. Like 22 year old me is raising no capital. Forget about being white or whatever, <laughs> no capital. You went to Mount Ida College, you're a loser. Right. So like there's, there's school bias, there's clearly racial and gender bias, but there's all sorts of bias. So don't be at the mercy of somebody. Go buy fucking t-shirts and flip them on eBay. Build up $100,000 after four and a half years. Do an immigrant style, not yep. an entitled style. Two different, two totally different games right there. That's a good one, man. Right? In immigrant versus entitlement style. Entitlement is, I should raise, I can't get capital for my, you want people to give you money on your idea that, and it's worth $4 million? That's fine, but like, I'm far more excited about teaching people how to make money than yeah. how to raise it. Yeah, how to create it or how to make it versus how to, hopefully someone gives it to you, so yep. use the word entitlement. I think it's a good one, I'm gonna use that. Have an immigrant mentality versus, when it comes to money, have an immigrant mentality versus entitlement mentality. There's a reason immigrants win. When you come from shit, and you come here, and you live in shit, like, you're not, you just came from a country of shit. Yeah. Like, you're not, you know, like, you're like, all right, I'll just live in this cockroach fucking shit place <laughs> for four years, but I'll save all my money, and we'll buy a nice house. Yeah. It's a tortoise in the hair. Immigrants are tortoises. Yeah. Entitled second generation middle class people are hair. 
And they got to keep up with the Joneses. They've done it their whole lives. That's right. And they saw their parents do it. They saw their parents live that way. And Yep. That's it. You sort of saw it from your side, too. You saw your parents live a certain way. Yep. Of the immigrant style. Yep. That, that sort of bred into you naturally without even attempting. It's just that was what was saw. That's what you did. And then, there and then a lot you, of things happened, right? I was good at making, and I am, and will continue to be great at making money. Yeah. So that's a talent. So that makes it easier. I get that. But there was another thing. I don't value it which is a dangerous uh, or great thing. It depends yeah, on how. We're on that line, right? Right, it's yeah. a very fine line. If you're great at making it like me, it mm-hmm. can be an incredible happiness radar. That's what's happened with me. Yeah. If you're not great at making it, then you can get careless with it if you don't care about it. But like, it's just, it still comes down to outside affirmation. Mm. So it all sums up for it. I don't know if you know about this hood game called Big Wallet, Little Wallet. Mm. So one of my favorite games in college when I went with all these hoodsters <laughs> out of college, was there's a game in the streets called Big Wallet, Little Wallet. Yeah. And here's how you play it. You roll up on somebody and you say Big Wallet, Little Wallet. And if they say bet, that means you both pull out all the money you have and whoever has more money takes the other person's money. <laughs> you say bet. They're acknowledging I'll take, I'll if take I the rolled wager. up to Nate right now and said Big Wallet, Little yeah. Wallet, and he's like, I'm in? Yeah. And here's the funny thing, like these days, back then I carried a thousand dollars in cash, cash at all times, because yeah. I didn't have, because ATM, like I didn't even have an ATM card until I was 25, let alone, so I used to be cash. Uh, there's something about that game that I wish was mainstream at the highest levels, because then maybe it would help people not have to prove themselves with buying dumb shit. I, I almost think the world would be in a much better place if on your chest was a rolling count of how much money you had. Yeah, no, for sure. It would sure. just allow, let's just make it basic. Instead of buying dumb shit, let's just all play Big Wallet, Little Wallet publicly, and all of a sudden, the guy with jeans and t-shirt and says 7.9 million, what the fuck? Yep. Naturally, everybody would start to play that game, and naturally, they'd hold on to all their money. Versus you should really play. Who are, Jason, you should, you and people that <laughs> feel like you're carrying, I'm carrying no cash. I don't, I don't carry any play. cash. Yeah. I have all cards right now. You wanna play Nate? Nate, let's do it. I really want you guys to play. My wallet's outside. But do you, no, no, but you, you have it? You both have your wallets? You wanna play with me? I really don't think I have any money. Yeah, I mean, I might have like 10. You'd have just won 12 bucks. You'll play? All right, go get it. I have no, I, I literally, this is not a joke, I either have 60 bucks or zero bucks in my wallet. I just think it would be good for the content. We should play Big Wallet, Little Wallet. Big wallet, little wallet. If you had that number counting on someone's chest, rolling, of how much money they had, everybody, everybody hyper-focus on keeping what they actually had. Uh-oh, Jason feels good, I think. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna lose. I mean, he really wanted it. Yeah. He did want it. He did want it. This is an easy win for him. You got it? Oh, is it, you had it the whole time? Yeah, all right, what do we got? All right, you good? Big wallet, little wallet. Oh, money. Who's gonna call it? <laughs>
52, right? 40? I think yeah. so. 45? And 7, 52. I win. Yeah, it's worth it. That was a good game, bro. This is a great wow. game. That's it. Now you'll know. Yeah. Carry cash in the office. Big one, little one. Huge win. Huge win. I just, I just want. <laughs> this is called making money. Money is big wallet. <laughs> Nate, that's how it's done. <laughs> that's how you make money. That's how you make money, America. <laughs> big wallet, little wallet. All right, brother. Gary, man, appreciate Thank you for having it. Me. Thank you, man. Thank appreciate you, having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Gary. What's up, everybody? It's Gary V. I am super fired up. If you are not aware, the new 004s from K-Swiss are here. Positivity and optimism. You know, for me, when I'm thinking about products, sneakers, wine, anything I do, it's always like, are you actually passionate about it? You know, the one thing I would tell all of you is before you launch anything, do you actually believe in it? Is it your truth? Nothing is more exciting to me than to throw a right hook in a world where I jab 24-7 when I actually believe in the right hook. I believe in this sneaker, I believe in this concept, and most of all, if I can get one of you that sees this to look down at your feet when you're walking or living life and you needing that little burst of a different perspective on the fact that we are living this life, that is the ROI of this execution. If you're buying sneakers in some shape or form, please make it 004, positivity and optimism.